Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. This is David Chapin. A ton of parody in the league right now. Just two teams don't have at least two wins. So virtually everyone's in it. Patriots showed life last week. Chargers, a playoff hopeful with a pretty stacked roster with just two wins. Nearing the halfway point in the year, but still a lot can change. We have a full schedule this week. No teams on a bye. I'm not positive, but I believe it's because it's sort of the Halloween week. Halloween's on Tuesday. So a happy Halloween to everyone. The NFL likes to schedule around the holiday, so I'm guessing that's the reason. But yeah, full schedule this week. During last week's show, we did sort of rapid-fire format compared to normal. Ran through the power rankings. Lions were at number one after they were blowing out teams. And definitely it looks like I was a bit ahead there, though they're 5-2 and two and beat the Chiefs in the season opener. I know Kansas City was shorthanded, but still. But yeah, they didn't play well against the Ravens last week. I think we could say that was an off day for them. But anyway, with the full schedule, I'm going to run through the matchups as usual. Every matchup hit on every team. But like last week, I'm going to go to a quicker format. I think that might be preferred. We know a decent amount about every team now. Let's start with Thursday Night Football. Buccaneers face the Bills. Both coming off tight divisional losses last week. This is in Buffalo. Josh Allen is 5-0 on Thursdays in his career. He essentially said he's maybe thinking too much. I think we might see him run around a lot. He had over 100 yards against Tampa two years ago in an epic loss when Tom Brady was, of course, still with the Bucks. And over time, hit Rashad Perriman for a game-winning score. It was his 700th career touchdown. And for Tampa, I think the run game is what it comes down to. Things will be a lot easier on the entire team if they could get that going. And as offense coordinator Dave Canales said, it's sort of been the same story on offense. And yeah, I think that's the path for them. But it won't be easy facing a Bills team looking to bounce back and surprisingly at 4-3. and three. Jets face the Giants. New York battle. Really good rivalry. The teams, they pretty much play to have bragging rights for typically a few years. I guess with this 17th game, I guess it could change. And yeah, now interconference teams can play more than every four years now. Giants definitely showed life last week beating the Commanders, building on a strong outing at Buffalo the previous week on Sunday night, where they easily could have won. For them, I think getting Saquon Barkley back the past two games has really given them a boost. Tyrod Taylor's played well at quarterback, and the defense aggressive and racked up some sacks last week in the win over the Commanders. So they're at 2-5. and five. They're looking to get right back in it, get to 3-5 and five in the NFC. The Jets coming off the bye. Expect a heavy dose of Brees Hall as they look to get this win. And again, I've been definitely encouraged by what we saw from Wilson the past few games heading into the bye. Jaguars face the Steelers. Running back Travis Etienne scored two touchdowns now in three straight games. I think his outing in primetime last week might have helped alert people a little bit that he's like a superstar. Trevor Lawrence is banged up with the knee, but he still did enough with his legs, was able to run in a straight line well. He and Christian Kirk connected for a key long touchdown catch and run in the fourth quarter. Defense got a late stop against the Saints. Good road win to start last week for Jacksonville now at 5-2. And, and it'll be another tough battle against the Steelers. Pittsburgh, dating back to last year, they just find a way to win games with Kenny Pickett. Close games. People, especially like fantasy football people, might not be happy with the offense seeming vanilla at times. But they're able to compete. They could play even tougher now with Isaac Sayamalu, the offseason addition at guard. 
Roderick Jones was a bit surprised he didn't start again last week against the Rams after playing so well. Rookie left tackle. But they've got George Pickens making plays, coming off back-to-back 100-yard games, and they're underdogs again this week against the Jags. Eagles face the Commanders. These two teams did match up already this year. So this will be the second one before the Eagles even play another divisional game, which is a bit odd to me. The last one was a shootout win in Philly. This one comes in Washington. The Eagles, they wore those sweet Kelly Green uniforms on Sunday night, went over the Dolphins. It got a little close in the second half, but they basically were in control of the game, I felt. Did a good job of limiting the Miami offense. And the addition of Kevin Byard, all-pro safety from the Titans, I don't know how they pulled that off, honestly. After, especially, like, A.J. Brown now tie the record for five straight games with 125 receiving yards. And after seeing what he did, it was shocking already the Titans traded him during the 2022 draft. So to be able to get another star player from the Titans is pretty crazy. And, yeah, I don't know how they pull that off. But definitely with Super Bowl expectations right now. For Commanders, it's sort of the opposite. 14-7 loss to the Giants last week. Head coach Ron Rivera hasn't committed fully to Sam Howell as the starter for the rest of the season. Star defensive lineman Jonathan Allen was not happy after the loss, saying it's been the same thing for the several years he's been there. Maybe things can change very quickly, but I would think the new team ownership and Magic Johnson has not been shy about voicing his opinion about his teams that he owns, as he has a right to do. But part owner Magic Johnson and Josh Harris and everyone, I would think they're leaning toward going in a new direction after the season. But for the Commanders, they just need to stay competitive and see what happens. Rams face the Cowboys. Dallas coming off their bye. So an extra week for Dan Quinn and company to prepare for Sean McVay's offense. I'd like to see CeeDee Lamb remain involved heavily after he had a great game against the Chargers in Week 6. Could get Tony Pollard going a bit more. And they won pretty handily in Los Angeles against the Rams last year. For the Rams, pretty tough break for them last week. Looked like, to me, Kenny Pickett was short on a quarterback sneak to seal the game for the Steelers. But the Rams didn't have any timeouts left to challenge. Cooper Cup had just two catches last week, but rookie receiver Puka Nakua had a big game again. He's already, he's getting close to 1,000 yards. He might get that in the next couple of weeks. Next few weeks, maybe. They have their bye coming up soon. I think this week, Nakua and Cup both need to have strong games against this Dallas defense for LA to have a shot. Vikings face the Packers. Two teams with two wins in the NFC North. Looking to hang around, especially in the wildcard race in the NFC. For the Packers, now lost three straight. Growing pains are definitely there. With a new quarterback leading the offense, no more Aaron Rodgers. They've shown life late in games. Just haven't found a way to win, especially the past two weeks, or the past two games. They had a bye a couple weeks ago. But they've been held to 20 points or fewer each of the past four games, including the win against the Saints, where they scored all their points in the fourth quarter, a comeback win. I'm wondering how healthy Aaron Jones is. He had a great game in week one. Haven't really seen the full Aaron Jones effect since then. In and out of the lineup with a hamstring issue, so that's certainly not helped. And again, with a new quarterback. For the Vikings, huge win over the Niners last week on Monday night. Defense, I don't know if I said it here or just in power rankings, how you could see leading up to the game the past few weeks, the defense, which didn't look that good early in the season, they've gotten more comfortable by the week in Brian Flores' attack. Daniel Hunter, if I'm a contender, I would see what it would take to get him. Star pass rusher, 
But with that win, I think the Vikings are right back in the playoff mix. And again, a tight parity field league right now. Kirk Cousins had one of his best games, I think. Jordan Addison scored twice, showed a strong connection there. Maybe got a bit lucky at the end of the half, first half. When Traverius Ward it sort of went through his arms and drew Addison for a touchdown, deep touchdown. Even without Jefferson, though, the passing game obviously showing a lot right now with Cousins. Falcons face the Titans. Should definitely be a defensive battle, I think. Tennessee, we talked about the Kevin Byer trade. I'm curious to see how the players respond. They're coming off the bye, too. But Mike Rabel typically gets his guys to play very hard at each week. And the Falcons, similar built team, really. Arthur Smith, the head coach, was with the Titans as the offense coordinator. Atlanta's allowing the third fewest yards per game in the league. Big win of the Bucks in Week 7, despite B. John Robson just playing a little bit, dealing with a headache, which the team didn't disclose and a lot of people were upset about. Should be a gritty game, and I'm anxious to see how the quarterbacks for the Titans, they're both supposed to play with Ryan Tannehill, expected a miss with the ankle injury. Both Will Levis and Malik Willis expected to play for Tennessee. And for Levis, a lot of people thought he was going to be a top-five pick the night of the draft. We didn't quite have him ranked there. He has some good physical tools, but we'll see how he fares in a tough matchup for his first career start, expected to be anyway, based on reports, which Mike Rabel doesn't seem happy about coming out. The Dolphins host the Patriots. There's some potential rain in the forecast, a chance of rain at least. Against the two teams with winning records they've played, the Dolphins haven't fared well again. I thought the Eagles were in full control on Sunday night, 14-point win, and against the Bills, they lost by 28. But there's no question, even with injuries on the offensive line, we might see Jalen Ramsey back at corner. Might make his team debut. Xavier Howard was out last week. But I think even with injuries, they're clearly a superior roster to the Patriots. Big favorites this week, around nine points. Tyreek Hill missed practice yesterday, but it looks like he's going to be good to go, despite some talk that he might miss time. Doesn't look like that'll be the case, because as I'm seeing, he's back at practice today. For New England, Mac Jones was excellent in the fourth quarter, especially last week. Building a 10-0 lead helped. They held on with 12 seconds remaining. Jones hit Mike Isicki for a game-winning touchdown against the Bills. I would not count them out completely. This is surely a tough week for them, but the upcoming schedule definitely looks like some winnable games. If the offense can protect and Jones can take care of the ball and have time in the pocket, they can definitely be more dangerous again with Bill Bryan as the offense coordinator. Called a nice game last week. And also there was news on Sunday morning from NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport that Bill Belichick signed a long-term lucrative extension with the Patriots during the offseason. So thankfully, I don't, I don't think we'll be going anywhere. I guess maybe a trade is possible, but I don't see owner Robert Kraft as somebody that's going to sign a legendary head coach to a long-term extension, committing to him, and then firing him after a year. And I think that's great for the Patriots. Again, as I've said, they might just need some help with player personnel stuff, especially on the offensive side of the ball mainly. Saints face the Colts. Indy, only team in the league to score 20 points in every game this year. It says a lot about Shane Steichen. Jonathan Taylor scored his first touchdown of the year. Had a strong game last week. Still a great duo with Zach Moss right now. Crazy shootout loss to the Browns, during which there were certainly, as I saw live, a couple of bad calls on the Colts defense. And owner Jim Mersey, going against, I guess, the NFL rules, revealed that the league told him the officials messed up at the end of the game. So yeah, that was a tough break. They could easily be 4-3, and three, if not for some bad calls. 
The Saints, tough loss last week to the Jags. Had a shot to tie it at the end of regulation. Derek Carr, he said after the game that he needs to chill out a little bit. He's been frustrated for most of the season, but last week was pretty extreme with how much he was yelling, and I understand where he's coming from. But as he said, maybe he shouldn't show his emotions that much. The biggest instance was a deep route by Chris Olave. Basically didn't run his route at all, and Carr threw it away, and then immediately was yelling, like, what are you doing? I saw people saying how Carr threw the ball out of bounds. It was an accurate pass anyway. But I think clearly he did it on purpose. He threw out of bounds, just knowing he was going to take a sack or something after seeing Olave not running the route. So there's they're under the microscope a little bit. Not that they matter, but people on like social media don't seem to be big fans of Carr for whatever reason. And that is part of the national dialogue, I guess you could say. But Olave is someone with huge expectations entering the season from internally, externally, and I'd like to see him step up. And unfortunately had a off field incident speeding where he was arrested. So hopefully he can just get focused and emerge as a playmaker that a lot of people think he could be. The Texans play the Panthers. Both teams are coming off their bye weeks. Matchup of the first two picks in the 2023 draft, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I think the story right now is just Stroud is getting a lot more support. I actually think I like the Panthers' weapons more than Houston's, but better protection for Stroud. I think being put in a better spot to have success. Defense is playing well under D'Amico Ryans, and the Panthers will see if their play calling change, as we talked about last week, to offense coordinator Thomas Brown is able to boost the entire group and the team as they look to get their first win the season. Now to the late afternoon games. Just four of them this week, despite every team being in action. The Browns face the Seahawks. Deshaun Watson's situation it seems very odd to me, as I've been saying. Didn't finish last week. There's been a lot of miscommunication over the reason for that. There seems to be a disconnect on how injured he is. This might sound like a big conspiracy theory, but just thinking about it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns want to somehow get out of this massive contract, which Watson obviously hasn't played up to this point. We'll see if the light can come on at some point. Just a weird situation, it seems like. But Miles Garrett had a big game last week, two sacks, two forced fumbles, blocked field goal in the 39-38 crazy shootout win against the Colts. And Browns defense definitely gave up some yards, big plays. I'd expect them to be more focused against the Seahawks this week. For Seattle, coming off a win over Arizona, without DK Metcalf in the lineup, missed his first career game. He's set to be back this week, practiced fully yesterday. The defense for Seattle showing fantastic signs. They're now going to sign Frank Clark, their former pass rusher, won Super Bowls with the Chiefs. Unfortunately, Uchenna Nuos, who is done for the year with a pectoral injury for Seattle, so Clark will help a little bit to fill that gap. But a big loss with Nuosu, done for the season. An underrated pass rusher and a big addition for them last year. And Devin Witherspoon, he's quickly emerged as one of the best corners in the league, I think. Had an interception last week that was wiped out by a penalty, but you can see the playmaking. It's obvious and can come on blitzes and definitely a Seattle-type player after they took him for their role. Bengals face the Niners. There are some interesting splits before and after Brock Purdy is thought to have suffered his concussion last week. Didn't finish the game well. Two interceptions to end the game against the Vikings. Looking uncertain, doubtful probably for this week against the Bengals. 
as he looks to clear the concussion protocol. A lot of people almost seem happy that Purdy slipped up some the past two games. I think that's kind of ridiculous. I think he'll play well when he returns. But in the meantime, I think Sam Darnold, if he can take care of the ball, should do a nice job at quarterback for San Fran. Looking to bounce back from two straight losses. Defense will look to not allow Cincy's offense coming off their bye to get something going. Again, we'll see if the bye did some good for Joe Burrow. Should be closer to 100% hopefully after battling through the calf the first six games of the season. Chiefs play the Broncos in Denver. There might be some snow already in October, so that would be pretty awesome. Could help Denver some, maybe. Though the Chiefs are definitely used to the cold and the snow and those type of environments. But I mean, they were kind of in the game a little bit two Thursdays ago. They were playing again already, twice in a two-week span. It was a 19-8 loss at Arrowhead for Denver. A heavy dose of Javante Williams, Jaleel McLaughlin, and Samaj P. Ryan is probably the path for the Broncos to maybe keep this close. Try to control the game a little bit, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Kansas City defense now without linebacker Nick Bolton for a couple of months because of a wrist injury suffered against the Chargers last week. Still, the Chiefs have proven to be one of the best defense in the league, clearly. The offense, Patrick Mahomes went off in the first half last week, had over 400 yards, four touchdowns overall. That was the breakout game we were sort of waiting for from the offense. And they'll look to keep that going and keep a long winning streak against the Broncos going. Ravens face the Cardinals. Lamar Jackson was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, and Baltimore just totally decimated the Lions. An exciting Lions team, and they blew them out. Both sides of the ball for Baltimore playing very well. They lead the NFL in sacks, I believe. Can't say enough about the job Roquan Smith has done a linebacker for them and boosting the group since around the trade deadline last year. And that paired with the explosive offense with the receivers they added, Odo Beckham Jr., Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers. Ravens definitely a dangerous team, and things can change a lot week to week. Right now, I like them right behind the Chiefs and the Eagles, the two Super Bowl participants from last season. Arizona looks likely to get Kyler Murray back in a couple of weeks. He might have a chance to play this Sunday, but the latest I'm seeing, even after full practice, they might give him another week. I think ultimately the Cardinals might start running out of steam some. We've seen it. In each game, they're starting fast, having strong first halves, but don't quite have enough talent. They've been dealing with injuries. But it was good to see star safety Buda Baker back, and we'll see when Murray is back. Again, probably won't be this week, but should give a jolt with his talent on offense, as well as Josh Dobbs has played. Murray is sort of a guy that can carry the offense a little bit. On Sunday Night Football, the Bears face the Chargers. Undrafted Division II rookie quarterback Tyson Bagent was really impressive in his first game. Didn't need to do a lot, but he moved the offense. I think Justin Fields can maybe benefit from seeing the way Bajan played, just taking what the defense gave him. The Chicago offense was able to get into rhythm. Deontay Foreman scored three touchdowns, and I think they need to have a similar game plan. There's talk they have more downfield stuff they didn't need to get to last week. But I think against the Chargers team, still a rookie quarterback, Chargers sacked Aiden O'Connell in his first career start earlier this season uh, several times. They have guys that can get after the passer. So I think a similar game plan for the Bears, getting rid of the ball and trying to shorten the game some could help against a Chargers team with more talent. I discussed how the Chargers have been disappointing. Just two wins, now two and four. We still need sort of an all-around game 
from them. Haven't scored 30 points since week one. Shootout loss to the Dolphins. Strange things happen with the Chargers. They typically find themselves in closer games than anticipated. But it could be a big momentum builder if they can play an outstanding game on Sunday night, blow out the Bears, and move forward at 3-4. and four. On Monday Night Football, Raiders face Lions. Detroit, that lost to Baltimore. One of those games, just, I think, an off day, paired with the Ravens playing very well. Jameer Gibbs scored his first career touchdown last week. That was great to see. And people just need a little patience with him, I think. And he didn't play poorly at all in the first four games. Just wasn't that heavily involved, but was still contributing. That said, I think not having David Montgomery in the lineup definitely hurts for the style of play they want to utilize. And they're definitely, with the trade deadline on Tuesday on Halloween, definitely a team to watch out for, I think, the Lions, as they look to maybe beef up the defense after what happened last week. And the Raiders, maybe another team to watch the trade deadline, Hunter Renfro, could be someone on the move. And if Devontae Adams isn't heavily involved in Monday night, I wouldn't be shocked if something comes together with him, despite reports that they're not going to trade him. Last week in the surprising loss to the Bears, blowout loss, even with Brian Hoare at quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo out. They started well, feeding Adams the ball. Then it sort of fell off. Then late in the game, they tried to force it to him a bit too much. The Bears picked off a couple of passes. Haven't really imposed their will on teams like they were able to do some last year with Josh Jacobs when he led the league in rushing. I think getting Adams and Jacobs going and then with Jacoby Myers off that with the way he's played, Garoppolo is going to be back this week, it looks like, practicing today with a back injury. That'll be big. I think we saw how he's important the two games he's missed. The Lions are having favorites, but I think it should be a good one on Monday night to conclude week eight, the night before Halloween. The episode went a little longer than anticipated. Just want to do every team justice, hit on every single team. And as stated, a full slate this week, every team in action. Basically the Halloween week for the NFL. So I hope you all enjoy all these games. Have a happy Halloween on Tuesday. Enjoy the trade deadline. On Tuesday, we'll see if anything crazy happens. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back next week.